Check One. Hi, I'm Tom. And I'm Jeanette. And we're your husband and wife. We've come together on this journey of soul discovery and self-discovery. We've opened up a whole new level of spiritual abilities and healing modalities. All while being parents, partners, business owners, and coaches. We welcome you to this space to be part of the discussion of life and how we're all connected. Welcome to Energetic Armor. Welcome. Hi. Here we are. Here we are. Episode 13. Episode 13. What are we doing? (laughs) (laughs) We're so melancholy today. Um, Why is that? Well, I think it has to do with... The rain. It's raining outside. It is raining. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. We're doing this podcast a little bit different. It's just audio today. This will not go up on our YouTube channel. It might, but it, it might be with like animations or stick ooh, figures or something. Who that knows? could be really good. I just envisioned it right now in my head as you said that. Yeah. Okay, so... Mm-hmm. So, here we are. Today is, uh, yeah, one of those kind of days. And we are human, right? I'm human. I think part of me, this vessel, is human anyways. Well, and I think that's that is what we should talk about. Because... Well, oftentimes we talk about you know, being subject to energies that are beyond just ourselves. And sometimes we're not even aware of those energies, but they still affect us. I mean, we talk about this in what we teach. You talk about this in your new moon ritual. We talk about this in the coursework that we teach, that kind of thing. Right. So, um, but when it affects you mm-hmm. and us on our, on a level, it just, it goes to show and validate everything that we're talking about and that is that we aren't just this human vessel well that's we kind are of, so much more yes absolutely but that's kind of where i wanted to go and just for a second for all of those people who listen thank you very much obviously but um yeah we're human and there's some days where it's like i just got to press pause for a second like I am mm. just energetically blah. And I, it's not the rain. I, I actually love the rain. The rain yeah. does. We've danced in the rain yes. with wine glasses in our hands before, right? So, yeah. you know, we, we celebrate that. But um, today, yeah, I'm feeling my heaviness. I'm, well, I'm feeling heavy. And it's your heaviness because of your float yesterday. Absolutely. And, you know, just as a disclaimer right now, when, when people do... Uh, float. It's not that it makes you sick or, you know, does anything like that. Like a float is like rejuvenating. So, so let's so talk let's about just, floats. Okay. For a second. So a float, we've talked about this before. It's a sensory deprived uh, environment where mm-hmm. you are lying in salinated water. Yeah. That's very high concentration salt. Yeah. That keeps you floating like the Dead Sea, I think is yeah, something like that. Exactly. Where you, you just won't sink. It's so, so salty. Yeah. Um, and obviously you don't drink it or anything, but it's to recreate that sensation of like floating as if you were in outer space. It, exactly. Where yeah. there is gravity. no sensation. No gravity. Right. And for me, so this is kind of going to the and disclaimer. And no temperature. So for example, yes. um, the room is at uh, your body temperature. Yep. The water is at your body temperature. Yep. So that when you're floating on the water, half of your body is in the water. Half of your body isn't. But you and, don't feel any temperature But you don't feel the temperature fluctuation, yep. which also... Uh, goes towards that sensory deprivation. Absolutely. And when you have that no gravity, that feeling of what it does to your body, oh my gosh, especially for pregnant women. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's so many I've... health benefits to it. Yes. But we do it 
to get a crazy meditation. Right. And so, <laughs> exactly. So, so that's where we're going. Yeah. Joe Rogan has one in his home. Oh yeah. He has his own and he's got, I mean, he's got all kinds of wonderful contraptions, but he has one because he, he has value in it. I don't know about meditation and all that thing, all that kind of things. But so for me, for us. Oh, we'll be on a Joe Rogan show one time and we'll talk about uh, maybe this. Maybe we will. Maybe <laughs> we, maybe we'll be so controversial. They'll try to ban us and Neil Young will say we can't be a part of this anymore. So <laughs> I, I don't know. But anyway, um, so it all kinds of wonderful benefits. It just, you know, if you can be in the moment of the sensation of having no gravity and just it, you can get lost in that beautiful, wonderful feeling. But it doesn't stop. So it's, isn't this interesting, right? We're talking about our body and how our bodies are affected, but we're not just bodies. We're also energy bodies. So we can right. talk about all of the health benefits of the float, but that's we're, just the that's just the yeah, beginning. Just the beginning. Exactly. That is, it's not even, it's, oh my goodness. So when we talk about the benefits of floating because there are actually some of the clients that go to surface float um, which is where our uh, Reiki room is where our energy room is I yeah. uh, you know I know some of the clients because I I helped open it um, and some of those clients they they go there for their meditations too absolutely they're energy healers because it is a it's it's a place it's an environment that helps you get to the most uh, the utmost peak of meditation because of the sensory deprivation absolutely and mm. utmost peace peak could also mean um depth yeah so if you're looking for deep the sensory deprivation literally there's no difference between opening your eyes and closing your eyes when you're in one of these yeah pods, it's pitch right? black or when you're in the the mandala pools yeah they call it um it's pitch black and for me some people like a little light where there's some soft glowing every 10 seconds there's a new light that kind you know mm. um or some very sort of meditative very nice droney kind of flutes whatever kind of music you're into they can play that as well but i go in there pitch pitch dark pitch, pitch black. black no no sound. sound exactly yeah and i want that i Absolutely. need that and they say you know there's this psychological uh, thing that happens with the eyes when you're in a dimly lit room looking at a mirror or looking at something for an extended period of time your brain begins to create the images where there's a lack of clarity so it begins to distort what you're seeing mm-hmm. to create some sort of mm-hmm. idea of what you're looking at. There's a term for it. I don't know what it is. I apologize. I know. And that also makes me think about uh, when people say, oh, well, I've closed my eyes and I was seeing colors. Oh, mm-hmm. it just must be the reflection to mm-hmm. my eyelids and what's happening right. on the outside. Well, that's just not possible mm-hmm. in these sensory deprived because it's literally like, like imagine going into a cave in the deepest dark of earth yeah where there is nothing it's pitch it's absolutely pitch black yeah and you have you're in a uh, an acoustic soundproofed environment yeah so the walls the 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 doors the room itself has been you know decoupled so that all oh, of she it spent so much money on making those soundproof hundreds of thousands of dollars just into right so yeah. it is it would be a perfect environment to record in because you're not going to bother anyone yeah. right so it's it's literally sensory deprivation and it might sound scary but it is where i've had aside from going to see a healer an mm-hmm. energy healer itself and having you know someone perform energy on me or reiki on me or whatever it is the only other place that I've had that type of sensation, that type of experience before. And so I often, like, I don't need to go to a healer. Um, sometimes I do. Obviously, I go a couple of times a year just to, you know, get a checkup, so to speak. Mm-hmm. There, there was a quote unquote when I said checkup. Um, 
Um, but it's also a way for me to self-regulate my own healing. Yeah. Because I just let go and, and whatever happens, happens. And and I've had some really, truly magnificent and incredible me too. And, and wacky things happen. Yeah. One of, the, one of my most um, memorable floats was... Uh, because again, I don't label myself as a medium. Um, whereas I feel like I can label you, Tom. <laughs> I know you label, I don't label myself as anything, but I know, I label everyone you. else is label me, whatever, well, but okay, you, it is what it is. Well, it's because you pick up on spirits that I, I mean, I've only, anyway. So one it's of fun. my, one of my most profound yeah, uh, floats so was experiencing um, my mom mm-hmm. when she passed mm-hmm. and, and my guides. And it was like literally this council and I could, I could feel it. I could see it um it was it had me in tears it was so so beautiful and you know before we get into your uh float yesterday and your meditation yesterday and what you experienced i just had a thought of some of the clients that would come in they don't necessarily um practice meditation Mm -hmm. but they go in there and they have a very moving emotional Mm -hmm. experience Mm -hmm. and it brings them to tears because you get in this place where one there's no distractions right except for yourself yeah and what is yourself, right? Yeah. This is a place where you get to contemplate. This is a place where your mind, you are literally only left with yourself. Yeah, but there's like a healing element. Like I'm, Absolutely. I'm remembering a client who specifically she went in and then when she came out, she was like, it was her first float and she just couldn't believe how how she just released Mm -hmm. and how it felt so good. I do that before every float. Yeah. I release, like I just purge, like I think about the things Mm -hmm. that have gone on because it's been over years since I last floated. I don't think it's been that long. No, she checked the, no, she checked the records. It was like 13 and a half months. Yeah. I asked her. Seriously, it's been that long. Whoa. Yeah, it's okay. Things have been so busy that you, you forget, right? Yeah. And then when you get into self-regulating, um, which is kind of where our minds are and what I try to do actively now, it's I feel like the need to go do that becomes less and less. Mm. And the reason I did this photo is on a whim. Like you and Jaden were doing your thing. So I was like, I want to do a thing too. So <laughs> I just you know looked up, oh, look, there's the pool that I like on this day tomorrow. Like, hey, I'm going to book it. Let's just go for it. Yeah. And I haven't done anything like that, like that kind of spa self-care to type of thing in a long time. And I had, and the reason why is the last float I had was nice before this one. Right. It was nice. Um, I saw some colors and it was just very like low key, gentle, that kind of thing. I walked out of there feeling refreshed and and that was it. And I thought maybe, maybe that's the end of like these big profound floating experiences for me. Yeah. Because that's happened to me too, where I floated and had that experience with mom. That probably would have been about a year ago. And then I know I would have floated maybe one or two times after that and it was just like I remember coming out and usually it's like you and I when we do our meditations together we're like oh how was that how was that (laughs) right and and you're like so how was it I'm like "Eh." yeah it was okay (laughs) it's never bad it's It's never never bad bad, but But sometimes you experience the symphony yeah well there you go and so I was kind of being pulled because the last couple weeks anytime it was I saw an advertisement because, you know, they're on Facebook and they're on my email or I'm on their email, whatever you want to call it. Um, I would get a notification. I'm like, yeah, you know what? I kind of feel like, well, whatever. Oh, you had some breadcrumbs, did you? Just, I mean. Just slight. Just enough to be like, yeah, maybe, yeah, you know. But other things take priority over, you know, two hours of self 
self attention in that yeah. respect, right? Like oh, I've got, we're running businesses and doing podcasts and managing people and teaching and we've got the kids and we've got the household. Like, you know, it's, it's, yeah. it, there's a lot, yeah. you know, so it just kind of took the back step. But then when you and Jaden, and that's why you guys did it for me, it's you funny know, because we canceled, you did. And yeah. I didn't, I was like, uh, well, I couldn't cause if I, yeah, you know, I anyway, so I was like, well, I, I guess I'm doing this. So yeah, I, I went to it and I kind of didn't have any expectations. I was feeling kind of tired, but you know, it's like, I'm going to, I'm going to enjoy this. Like, Hey, here I am for the next 90 minutes. Let's talk about that because yeah. this is a really important thing, uh, in life in general with any goal, with any expectation, mm-hmm. um, is to remove that expectation because oh, most of the time, whether it's like a meditation that we do, or we go into a flow or maybe mm-hmm. it's a goal, maybe it's like something that you're really you know, striving for, Mm -hmm. uh, and you're taking all the action steps and doing all of the things. But when you hold on to the expectation of the outcome, Mm -hmm. that's where you lose. And you know what? Experience. That's so important. And I look at people in academics. I look at people in careers. I look at people with standard of living. You know, there's so many things that kind of, you can squeeze into that expectations Mm -hmm. and then what happens to that person or relationships or the structures that they live by what happens when those expectations aren't met Mm. especially when there's like you're born into paradigms or systems or parents that have high Mm -hmm. high high expectations what happens if you don't meet those what does that do to self-worth and self-value and understanding who you are and you know and i know people you know people who've lived under the umbrella of other people's expectations their entire lives Mm. and it did nothing to serve them and now at the age of 30 whatever 35 or more yeah. some people don't even get to this point or they're introspectively looking at themselves and saying wait mom and dad aren't raising me anymore or yeah you know that which i was told i should enjoy or should do for my entire life i'm at this point quarter life midlife crisis whatever you want to call it and it's self-examination saying oh oh right you know and sometimes people they commit to these things based on an expectation well what if you've put everything you've got into this Mm. and i'll go into my own experience 2009 i enrolled in carpenter school Mm -hmm. and i told myself i'm going to be the the top of the class i'm going to graduate valedictorian i'm going to get a a full-time job immediately afterwards and within four years i'm going to have my carpenter's uh red seal Mm -hmm. so my certification to say that i can build houses and do all that stuff that was my expectation it was also an expectation that was put on me um Mm. just based on me making that financial commitment and time commitment at that time with the people that were in my life at that time great so we weren't um, together p.s we weren't this was yeah this was four (laughs) thirteen years ago now um and it doesn't matter it, this is a life lesson i'm not pointing fingers at anybody right oh, but no. it's just for me to go introspective and to share this with mm-hmm. you people out there um so i graduated second in the class i was beat out by 0.3 of a percent mm-hmm. um i was i didn't miss a single day i was 100 there for attendance i I remember being there a couple of times and I shouldn't have been there like puking and stuff, but I was like, I'm, I'm not giving this up. Right. So the expectation was that I would get a job afterwards. So immediately I got an offer at a construction. Um, they were actually a cabinet making and construction place. So I worked in the cabinet making shop for three months. Um, my expectation was that I would work with a red seal carpenter and that they would teach me everything. And this would be my crew for a while until I got out on my own and want to do this myself, or I would do it with my brother-in-law who was also a red seal carpenter. Um, within those three months, I was apprenticing under someone who was grandfathered into carpentry but didn't have a red seal and he was an abusive um 
ex ex addict ex um substance abuse user uh had been in jail and was just like energetically of a void energetically Mm. a black hole um and this was who i partnered with the entire time and it like a couple of times he for example he threatened to leave me um three hours away when we were working on a job because i i questioned his work and all it was was a windowsill wasn't level it was like tipping down so if you put a coffee cup on mm-hmm. that windowsill or a plant or something you put it on whoop, it'll fall off this is a windowsill and this is like an industrial commercial client that's paying millions of dollars to have the, our company in there doing this so we can't mess up the windowsills so i just put a level on it's like dude that's not level and he, he lost it on me and like wow chucked hammers at me and was like leaving and say i'm gonna f like he just lost it i'm gonna f and leave you here you're gonna find your own f and way home like just right so yeah. that was not part of my expectations whatsoever right. i didn't manifest this like maybe you know so this right. goes the whole like are you manifesting and what the universe is showing you as far as lessons that you need that are aren't yeah. about what you're manifesting but just that you have to go through this thing yeah so then i was like fine i left that job because um they fired that dude and they kept me there for about three or four weeks and they just ran out of work and they let go like three or four people after that. And then I'd say about a month after that, I got another job working in disaster services, disaster cleanup kind of thing. And so, um, I, I was on and off there for a good year and a half where I was just working my carpentry skills. So it was based on the job, based on the, the project. Right. Um, when I got into that, they told me that I would be, uh, they wanted me to start running the, not the contracting, but, um, I forget what it's called, but you, you look at projects and you see how much it's going to cost. And then you, you know, give all that information yeah. to the client. You look at how much you're going to make profit loss, all that stuff. So they were like, we want you to go in this direction. And I was like, that's not really going to go towards my red seal, but it's good information to have. Maybe I'll do this for a couple of years right. and that kind of thing. So there was my expectation. Well, after about seven or eight months, I got into a job. This was not my expectation where <laughs> we got into a sewage backup right. in someone's home and the entire basement um, was flooded with right. sewage. And you're like, oh yeah, okay. So no, it was like you're literally shoveling it crap. Was poop. It was <laughs> exactly. So I was knee deep, yeah. like in anything you could imagine. Do you know what's interesting? If we were to look at hind, and you know that saying, hindsight is always clear. And we just talked about like, are you co-creating this? Mm-hmm. Or are you like, regardless of whether or not you intentionally manifested this, mm-hmm. um, we're always manifesting. Mm-hmm. So. And, and when we say we're always manifesting, if you're not intentionally manifesting, well, then the universe. So there is an energy that you are carrying vibrationally mm-hmm. that is bringing experiences into your life. Mm-hmm. And if you look at your life at that point, mm, it was I was sl- slinging the crap in my life. I was knee deep in crap in my life. deep in crap Absolutely. in your life. It was a reflection of so much else going absolutely. on. Absolutely. You know what's funny about manifesting? And this is I, I find with where manifesting to me kind of goes hmm if we if we look at the idea that we were souls before we came here Mm -hmm. and we chose this life and we chose the lessons that we are to learn in Mm -hmm. this life Mm -hmm. if we are going on this road of manifesting and it could be based on what our truths are it could be based on our ego it could be based on Mm -hmm. end result luxury or it could be on you know these big life lessons that we want to learn is there at some point where the universe or the source of this energy goes, hey, remember this contract that you signed? Well, you're getting way far off from what you originally wanted to learn. Mm. So wh- while you're heading down this direction that you believe is the right one for you, I got to remind you to get back on track. So here you go. 
Mm. And sometimes that smack is not a pleasant one. Mm. So I, I kind of go back to, yes, you're here for a purpose. And if you believe that you've signed a soul contract or that you were given an assignment or there's destiny, whatever you want to call, whatever that looks like. Right. In life, if you've chosen this life to learn lessons, you can evolve and move beyond this into the next or whatever. Yeah. It, if you are just in this whole idea of what I want what I want and I'm going to do based on what I want. And you're not aligned to that source energy, that universal God, whatever energy would not, would there not be some, like mm-hmm. I said, a fry pan to the head that says, well, okay, good for you and what you want, but guess what? Right. This is why you're here. Right. Anyway. Yeah. I don't know. That's, That's just a, a question. Other. Yeah. All right. Floating. Floating. We went, we went in a, in a direction. I don't know how you want to approach this one because this is like. Well, I mean, just okay. So So I feel super low, super off today. Not low as in, um, I I don't feel sick. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't feel angry. You know, I don't feel depressed or anything like that. I just, I feel like the energy has just been worked on hard. Right. And I feel like there's, and I said this to you, it's like a recalibration that's happening right now. Absolutely. Right. So our energy bodies need, um, it's just like an alignment, which is so in, oh my gosh, that's today. Today's the planetary alignment. Oh, there you go. And Mm. I'll follow this stuff. So there's no coincidence with using that word. Yeah. So an alignment. Um, Yeah. So the planet. Oh, it's interesting. And yesterday I randomly booked a float on the same day that the planets are aligning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Anyway. Well, yeah. and so we are in between the solstice and mm. and the and the planetary alignment. Mm-hmm. So there's there's a lot of things that have happened just in the last 3 days planetary mm. wise. Mm-hmm. And then this planetary alignment, the energy um, is going to last for the next 6 months, astrologers will say. Oh, I hope it's good energy. It will. <laughs> oh my goodness. I hope it's not this energy that I'm feeling. But this is what happens mm. though is that um, you have to get to a recalibration. Yeah. You have have to, this is where our I feel like our our world and how we live in contrast and polarity is that you have to get to this to mm-hmm. get to the good, right? Yeah, it makes sense. It's it's, it's hard that, work yeah. to get, you know. So you go into the float, mm-hmm. uh, you take your shower, you start your thing, you usually go in. So take I go a breath. With, again. I, I went in with no expectations, right? Or you you let go of the expectations because in the back of your head you wanted it, but you knew how to energetically remove that expectation. Yeah, there's times where I've preloaded my floats with like, oh, I can't wait to astral travel or I can't wait to see like whatever energies I might encounter or I can't wait mm-hmm. to feel like that healing feeling and you know yeah. and sometimes that it happens sometimes it doesn't right like yeah. but there was no preloading in this time but there was this sensation like oh, I'm doing something important right um, and that was like because the way you float like you have to you know you take all your clothes off and then you shower you scrub yourself up for you know 10 minutes make sure you know you're squeaky clean and then you get into this this float with nothing else on mm-hmm. and you're you're literally as floating free as you could possibly feel like in outer space. Like there's just no physical attachment here. Um, And so I was in the shower phase and I just, you know, put the shampoo in my hair and I was just like, oh dear. Like I could just feel the pull. And the pull is something that's deep, deep inside of you. And sometimes you might feel that instinctively or intuitively in your own life where you like, you know, the answer to something or the right or the wrong um, direction you need to take. You just have a pull, a guidance system. And sometimes it comes from you, but other times the pull feels like external from you. Mm. It's like someone kind of grabs into your energy body, like reaches right inside of your core Mm -hmm. and says, come with me. Mm. And you can't help but be like, oh man. Mm -hmm. And so that really opened up to me with like, 
the last couple of years and the unraveling and the unfolding, I really trusted and n- never went against that I was going to say, I feel like um, there are people that, nat- I think we all have it, yep. obviously, naturally. We've talked about this before. Yep. Uh, but then there are people that, because they are so dense in the 3D world, mm-hmm. that is just not even... It's not on their radar. Not on their radar. Yeah. And so that's like with um, taking care of your energy body. Mm-hmm. When you take care of your energy body, then you, uh, it's almost like taking down a few layers of curtains, mm. you know, yeah. and, and then you, and so because we've been doing this work, that happens to you. And yeah. even for me, like it, I have it differently. I don't yeah. anyway. Well, I love, cause my thoughts going into this float was like, I did this because I wanted some Tom time, mm. you know, and I also had no expectations in the sense that this might be like the last float, right. which was just a pleasant, nice, relaxing experience. Yeah. And that's it. There might not be a single thing profound, but if that's what I'm here for, then so be it. Right. right you get into the shower and oh, the man. pole comes and the, because and the pole comes. we talk about, I don't know if we've talked about this before, but uh, when you talk about the pull, sometimes you talk about there's different areas on your body where you feel the pull. And sometimes like we'll be driving by a graveyard and then you'll get the pull. Yeah. Oftentimes or it's like spirit. head related. Yeah. It's head related. Like but I'll just this get a, wasn't this was the body. head. This, this was, was full body, body. energy pull. Mm-hmm, that's what like, I wanted to make the difference. Right. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> it's like this. I don't know where this is going. This might be interesting. Or maybe. And then, you know, my rational self goes, well, no, you want to do this. So it makes sense that you're urging yourself forward mm-hmm. urging yourself right but i've had this feeling enough to be like no 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 this is external from me and my desires this is that external this is that pull yeah and the pull imagine you're caught in a current in a wave mm-hmm. imagine you're swimming out you know you're in a lake and then all of a sudden you know there's no sharks or anything but all of a sudden the, you feel a current pulling you yeah um and there's in no a different f- direction no fear you're not like oh my god my life there's nothing like that it's just you can feel that pull yeah it's like that except there's no external physical movement you feel it internally yeah 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 it's it's i forget what that word it's like inertia oh the physical word is inertia like if you something it's that kind of feeling without any movement happening on your own part you just feel it internally Mm. so so you get into float yeah i get into float and um you know i turn off the lights wait for the music to go off and i'm like okay this is nice i feel great and right off the bat i always pause oh okay you do your energetic armor and right. So yeah, yeah. I was about to okay. say right off the bat, I always arm myself and I always, um, uh, make sure that I'm not subjecting myself to any energies that I don't want to, because if you don't do this thing and you get into astral travel or you get into, and you're not of right mind, or if you're emotionally low mm-hmm. and you're not setting up your own protective energetic layer, mm-hmm. you're now subject to whatever energies you might encounter. Yeah. And uh, when you set up those energetic layers, it's literally just intention. It's, it's just words intention. and intention. Exactly. And that is so powerful. People don't realize it. Well, And, and I've created that energetic armor mm-hmm. thing, which is like a literal movement and physical intention that aligns your mind with the body and it does and your energy body and with your energy exactly Mm -hmm. so that has so i go through that and i set my intention but my intention this time wasn't to like yeah i'm gonna go out there and astral travel i'm gonna it was just i'm just gonna enjoy this experience that's Mm -hmm. it um and so, yeah, I turned off the music and, and just waited until full sensory deprivation mode. And while I'm waiting for the process, because it takes about five, 10 minutes for, you know, the lights will go off automatically after a couple minutes. So there's no movement. Um, the whole, you know, it's got that sensor or whatever. Yeah, so the light sensor. Right, the light sensor. The, there's no movement. The light goes off. And then the music is there just sort of like making you feel whatever the feel. It's very pleasant, very nice. Yeah. And woohoo, kind of nice feeling. And then that goes off. 
And so while I'm sitting there for five or six minutes waiting for the music to go off, my eyes are closed and I'm doing my breathing. Now my breathing, and I'll, I'll do a demo right now and then yeah. I'll tell you what I've done. That's all through my nose. And what happens is that when I take that big breath in, um, usually it's even slower and it's a little more obvious. Uh, I don't need to show you, but literally that's what it is. Yeah that I'm doing is I'm intentionally slowing everything down and it, it like it activates something in my brain. Yeah. Is the best way to put it. It activates something in my brain. I can feel just things starting to stew is the best way to put it. And in that stewing, um, that's when I know like, okay, I'm getting into a deep meditation. And so I did that for 10, 15 minutes. Joe Dispenza talks about this too. When you do certain breaths, you're releasing yeah. certain chemicals in your brainstem yeah. that, that get you into this relaxation state. Yeah. And there's multiple ways that you can do this, but this is just one that works for me yeah. and it requires no movement, no whatever. Totally. It's just in that state. And so oftentimes in those 10 to 15 minutes, I purge. Like if there's stuff going on emotionally, if there's stuff that's heavy on me, like I have to feel that and let that go, let it mm. all out. Right. Because I, I've found that I can't get into this state of meditation or get into the astral plane or get into these other dimensions or whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. I can't do that if I'm, if I'm carrying baggage yeah, in my mind or in my heart, especially the stuff that we live here on earth. Oh, and there's so much, mm -hmm. there's so much, right. But you, you can't take it with you. It just, and if you have anything that is malicious or dark intent, you, you can't do it. Mm -hmm. It just won't let, I mean, I'm sure you can do and go other places, but where oh. I would like to go, you just can't. It's like a, it's like having a past card yeah a key card you can't go there do you know what's interesting too is that mm. i'm going to bring this right back real quick to the whole ancient egypt of um the segma uh yeah uh healing yes is is that you can't yeah there's no ill intent the second you put ill intent or malice yeah the, it doesn't work exactly yeah, so it's exactly. it's almost like, you know, source, God, whatever, has already programmed this. It, it makes perfect sense. It totally does. To so, yeah. We're like, you can't, you really can't astral travel. Um, yeah, you just can't get into those, that arena. You can't open that door yep. without that passkey. And that passkey is like clear conscience, clear mind, yep. um, clear emotion, no ill intent. Yes. No, even if you come with ego. Yeah. Like, it's like, well, no, you gotta, you gotta leave that at the door, son. You yeah. Know? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. So if, if you're trying to do all this stuff and you're bringing baggage, it just, it's, yeah. it's way harder to get there. Yeah. So oftentimes. And while often I'm, impossible. Right. And going back what we said, you know, 10, 15 minutes ago, oftentimes that whole, like being with yourself and that client who went through this big emotional experience, mm -hmm. that's, that happens right off the bat and I yeah. embrace it and I let it happen. Yeah. And I have to. Any but, tears, any whatever. Whatever. You just let it I mean, I'm not out. raging or anything like that, but no. if I'm just if i need to feel the feels i, I do it yeah you I, allow it to go through oh, the body i i don't hold on yeah right i hold Love on to, it. i just you let don't it go. hold back anything exactly and i don't hold on to anything yeah I, I let it i let it go and so once and that's a very healing sensation you know intentional um healing i don't even know action activity mindset uh to to undergo to take on to say mm -hmm. I'm, I'm willing and i want to and i'm embracing yeah to do this so sometimes that could be the end of the float sometimes right. that will take me to the end of the float that's right. the, the, the 75 90 minutes that's it um oftentimes though it's you know 10 to 15 minutes and just 
getting that out feels great. Absolutely. So after that's what happened, that's always what happened. So I released and purged those emotions and I settled back into my breathing. And then, um, you know, and it comes in phases. So it comes in waves is the best way to put it. I'll go through an experience. And in the real world, while I'm in it, I have no idea how long it lasts. I'm guessing each sort of wave. Yeah, lasts there is 10 no time. Minutes. This is another beautiful thing about floating is because there's no time. Mm. Um, and if we think about the 4D, 5D and other dimensional realms, once we get past the 3D, mm-hmm. there is no time and space. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't even matter. And you can experience humans that. have created time. Yeah, well, we have to because, well, I wouldn't say we have to. But we understand it logically because we're surrounded by it. Right. Like it started with, you know, the seasons and watching right. the, and sun the sun go up and, and the moon. And yeah. Yeah. So we, we, it makes sense that we use it as a tool, right. but we identify with it, which Absolutely. is, which is something that is, yeah. creates a barrier. Yeah. So when you get into these other dimensions, there is no time and space. So this is another reason why floating is so good because you release that anyway. Right. So, um, I just got colors and a lot of it to start out was like pink, a lot of pink colors. And by colors, I mean, it looks like my sister calls them blobbies, Mm -hmm. colorful blobbies. So all of a sudden I was seeing (laughs) blobbies, like the movement of these things that are just moving around. And, um, oftentimes when I see them and I've already set my intent that whatever is coming is going to be good. Right. And so therefore there's going to be nothing dark or evil or malice there. So when I encounter something, I'm, I'm, we say this to our children, full body listening, you know, I'm 100% attentive with mind, body, soul. And so, you know, it, it presented itself this this, pink thing moving around presented itself and i was like yeah cool like this is great um i didn't know that the, the colors would happen because i don't know in the flow but i'm just like expressing gratitude thank you i start to feel gratitude and then after a while it like kind of grows and it get bigger it got bigger and then it was joined with like some green and some blues and then you know it came back to a predominant pink and then i was just i just kind of word and I, I i've done this before and so i do it oftentimes like if you need to come into me if there's anything that you want to give me or to help me heal or to give me clarity or balance then by all means i'm willing and able and usually when i say that that little blobby goes and it just like overcomes permeates me. the it, whole it's no longer a blobby it's now my entire vision yes it permeates right. and then there's usually a sensation with that and the sensation i was feeling was like just compassion and healing um maybe some forgiveness but it was just it was like a validation of the release of the emotions that i'd mm. already preached and there's like from this other dimension whatever it is i'm experiencing right there was that validation so i was like that's great and then boom the lights go out and i'm into blackness again okay like, okay so now thanks I'm, pink, pink glo- blobby right thank you and you know <laughs> and some uh some people relate to different ascended masters and or archangels, archangels or other, uh, with different colors too yeah, exactly mm-hmm. and they're anyway. free to do that yep. and uh, if if i label them or not you don't i always label give gratitude them. No, I I just always give gratitude. Uh, And so, and then, you know, when that happens, I'm like, okay, wow. And I, you know, adjust myself in the pool and just kind of get ready for the the next round, whatever that could look like. (laughs) Um, Sometimes that could be the whole float, right? I know, but not in this one. Uh, No, not in this one. So come on, get going. uh, I know you're pushing me. You're pushing me. And I'm like, I'm always so hesitant to talk about this stuff. No, it, I don't. I listen, let me express myself. <laughs> I have to, because this is not normal, right? But it is normal. And what I mean by that, don't interject. I see you ready to jump on me. So do not. I'm saying, I understand how this is perceived by the masses, by society. I know what I'm saying is wacky freaking doodle. Right. And I know you must listen. 
<laughs> you're, you, you should see her. If the video was up, she's like has her fists ready. She's ready to pounce. She's re- it's the pounce, and it's it's normal in the sense that we all have access to do this. It's important for us to understand this. We should be using this as a tool. We should be using this as a guide. This, I get all of that. Right. But- However, for those who are listening who don't have this experience and don't understand that this is whack perceived as wacky freaking doodle, and I must always preempt what I'm about to say. I know. I always have to say this that we're about to get into the woohoo. Right. And I'm going to say this is interesting. Okay, but this, this is, is just wh- my experience. Right. And that's that's all I can say. But here's the other thing that I want to add to it mm-hmm. is that this is under no drugs, no influence no whatsoever. In, no outside influence. So this is and I love your message with this because um nothing that we have anything against, you know, you Any know, substance, micro dosing and yeah. whatever, nothing at all. Nope. But when you can do this without the outside Any influence, influence whatsoever. there has to be validation in this. Perhaps there has to be. It, it, the experience is validating enough for me. Right. Do I take that and bring it to the skeptics and to the scientific world and say, you must analyze this no. because this experience happened? They'll yeah. say, you're, you're wacko, you're crap. Right. Go see a psych ward, blah, blah, right. blah. And I know I don't need all of that, but how do I, yeah. you know, how but do I? But I think it's validating for the people. Like I had a client yes. last night and, yes. you know, as I was doing my healing with her, she said, and, you know, I've done three sessions on her now. And yep. last night, finally, I mean, her last session, she was in her mind a lot and she Mm -hmm. said that afterwards you know she's thinking about her flooring instead of being present being present right and this time i i had to wake her up and she said to me i was seeing colors and she thought she was crazy right and i was like that's where the good stuff is yeah anyway so okay so okay so second phase so let's. So second phase. No, I oh. just want to address something. I just had to pause the the whatever because I'd use a washroom. And <laughs> while we we're, you probably hear it, or you probably did hear it. It came on a few minutes ago. Is I went upstairs in the middle of this podcast because I could hear the fan going on upstairs. I could hear the shh, the, just the fan. It was background noise. So I went upstairs, turned it off, turned it off. It's a dial. You have to turn. Mm-hmm. Turn off the air conditioning as well. Midway through the podcast. It turned back on again. <laughs> we were looking at each other thinking, what? How? Yeah, what I just turned was, on upstairs? Yeah, I thought it was our daughter upstairs using a hairdryer or something, but the fan went back on. And it's a dial, like a manual <laughs> dial that you have to turn. So in the middle of the podcast, it, it went on. Don't know why. Don't know how. But there it was. The dial had turned mm. to the number three. I put it to zero. Anyway, so these things happen, folks, when you work with energy. <laughs> so... Um, don't be freaked out. No, no, we're not freaked out. We embrace this stuff. Oh, we love it. Yeah. So, um, phase two. Okay. So phase two was, um, okay. Yeah. So I'm settling myself back into it and I'm doing my breathing technique, the big breath in through the nose and then the big breath out. And I really make that sound. I force it like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do that until I lose my breath, until I'm no longer aware of that I'm breathing, that mm-hmm. I'm, I'm thinking of my breathing. And usually that coincides exactly at the same time that things start to act up again, as, mm-hmm. as, as far as the visuals. So this t- time... This time I was... Um, back into the void, the sensory deprivation where there's absolutely nothing. And I was doing my breathing and I lose my breath and then I start to get visuals again. And this time it was, um, it looked like a crimson red and a rusty type of orange, uh, 
from a far, far distance. It looked like a pinpoint of light. Uh, and as I continued to breathe and observe, it, it just grew in size, or I got closer to it. I mean, no, there's no time and space and distance kind of thing, but I became aware of that this thing was getting larger or it was coming more into view and uh, I identified it as it looked like a a wormhole it looked like Mm. a portal it wasn't a blobby no it was movement and it was cylindrical and it was rotating clockwise so it was going you know Mm -hmm. at a slow pace so um, imagine if you're turning a dial um, from the 12 you know 12 12 o'clock to to 6 o'clock you know um, it would go like one two three four five six right yeah. it wasn't like a like a crazy oh, okay it wasn't a huge massive whirlpool swirling away it was very slow and it wasn't like a click like click click right. click. it was a constant movement but it was that slow yeah um and huh. yeah and so i could you know you could see the entrance but the entrance literally just looked like the mouth of a hole kind mm-hmm. of thing and then the cylinder just kept going you know you could see the rings as it kept going and going and going to infinity right and i was like okay so i want to go in there and then you know that's what i've learned to do in these meditations is when i see a portal or if i see a wormhole or if something like that pops up i'm all in i'm like yep let's go Mm. right and so there was this kind of like hesitation not from me but just this like hmm yeah well maybe not and then boom it went away again so boom okay there was phase two all right so everything went back to black so i regulated my breathing again got back down to normal adjusted myself in the pool started breathing uh and the same thing came back same way pinpoint of light red and crimson Mm. turning and slowly got big again i was like okay i want to go in and so that occurred two or three times where i was presented with it and i said all right i want to do this i want to and i didn't and then by the fourth time, the same thing happened. And uh, maybe this would have, the whole sequence would have taken maybe 10, 12 minutes to mm-hmm. get to the fourth time. Right. Cause this is, I'm just guessing here. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm not aware of time, but this is my guess. Um, so then there it was again and it came up and this time I was like, kind of forceful, like I'm doing this. Right. Mm. And so there was, uh, there was kind of like this compliance, like, okay, boom. And before. <sighs> In the past, when I've gone through wormholes, I literally feel the sensation of the wormhole. I feel the sensation of the travel, um, like that idea of inertia. Right. I can feel as if I'm on a roller coaster. Mm-hmm. Like I, I can just feel the whoosh. I can feel that wow, my insides and that movement occurring. I'm not moving. Again, I'm I'm static. I'm 100 uh-huh. still. Other Physical than my, body, my breathing. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but I feel that energy. But I feel just that inertia mm-hmm. moving internally, um, and that itself can be an incredible experience where I'm just whipping through. You know. Mm-hmm. and the visuals that occur imagine you're going through you know you've seen all the sci-fi movies where yeah, you're going totally. through the warp speeds in the time well it's kind of like that right yeah so i'm having that experience which is an amazing experience right um this one wasn't like that at all i said yes i want to go check it out and then boom in a flash there was no just it was an abrupt start and an abrupt stop of inertia mm. like, like bang bang and then i was there wherever there was <sighs> let's talk wherever about there, there. <laughs> so you might need to fill in some gaps i'm going to try because i'll this fill is, some in because yeah. i've heard the story so i'm excited and i recorded it like right after i went out as like your advice and then i told you as soon as i came home as choppy as it was because you're always you, god love you you want to get all the details <laughs> and i'm like still in la la land trying to sort through it all but um yeah so uh 
if you could okay. see my face right now, I'm like hesitating <laughs> you, hardcore. Yeah, I'm you like, do I'm not. like, I'm about to go into this, right? Yes, like, yes, you are. People need to hear this. I okay, know, so you but, get to this room. Okay, it's, it's it's not a room; it's it, a chamber. Right, sorry. In a chamber. The feeling yeah. was not like I'm in this a certain space the chamber felt royal or regal or um matter of fact or like political even like where big decisions happen almost like if you went into parliament you know Mm -hmm. and the feeling of like oh this is a chamber where big important things happen and Mm -hmm. many people decide many things and it looked to me like there was there were seats like thrones Mm -hmm. that were red and black um, specifically red seats, back padding and like black armchair, black seats. And they were, they almost look stone and they were elongated and they're, they're almost pillar like. Please join Jeanette and I next week for part two of this podcast. It will continue to go down the rabbit hole, continue to be wacky, amazing and crazy. See you next week.